welcome to episode 2 of two pupils in a pod your friendly neighborhood teens sakina and fatima are here today with the most widely and extensively debated topic of recent times and so this week on the biggest conundrum we present to you some facts and of course our opinions on the topic online versus traditional learning As a result of COVID-19, we've seen a major shift in the education sector, with schools and universities everywhere largely switching to online methods of teaching. And while we students were earlier in favor of e-learning, a taste of what it's really like has changed most of our minds, and we can't wait to return to our classrooms. So today we're going to discuss some perks and drawbacks of both traditional and online learning and why each has its own place. All right Sakina without any further ado let's dive deep into this debate with my stance on it being for the motion. I strongly believe that online learning is definitely the way to go. You see the world has advanced so much over the years and with progression there comes a shift. So let me take you through history. Gurukul was a type of education system in ancient India where students lived near or with their teacher called the guru in the same house. Now this method was effective however very soon the growth in population introduction of many other subjects the growing need for uniformity and colonization led to a shift in the system soon after lecture halls were built and urban learning centers were established but today with the situation at hand educators have promptly shifted to e-learning or online learning as we call it and this system enables active learning at home without the fear of having to you know go out and about and being at risk due to the prevalent covid-19 and honestly this seems like our most feasible option until there's a cure or a vaccination for the virus I hear you Fatima but I really believe that online learning should only be a temporary backup option reserved solely for such unprecedented times See humans are social beings we need face to face interactions In both the gurukul system as well as the traditional schooling system the students and teachers are present in the same physical setting that is the essence of the learning process and a teacher student relationship can be best established only in a classroom don't you think because a classroom is a place where there is engagement active participation and an exchange of thoughts and ideas these classroom interactions and learning experiences cannot be replicated in a virtual setting You can't transition an emotional or intellectual bond online. These student to student and teacher to student interactions are what complete the learning experience. You know when lessons are given in person, 
students are naturally more engaging and attentive as the teacher and students can see each other their body language their facial expressions but in a virtual classroom in the virtual atmosphere there is a lack of immediate human interaction and as socrates said it's in dialogue teasing out of ideas challenging them argument and counter argument that genuine education happens that's actually a fair point sakina but um technology has advanced so much don't you think students and teachers should benefit from it this advancement in the field of technology has led to so many interactive study methods and utilization of visual learning aids like videos ppts etc assignments and reports are done through online portals and lms learning management systems like moodle and other similar softwares you know even discussions are now held through forums and emailing your teachers or even your professors is actually a really prompt way of learning without any further doubts moreover online learners actually score way better than classroom learners on standardized tests so interaction may not be physical however it does not really hinder the process of learning many online student interactions happen via video chat and even online discussion posts and with the gift of technology these discussions are updated and regulated to inculcate a deeper understanding of the study material Schools have also been using innovative tools like PowerPoint presentations and videos for enhancing the learning experience. And yeah, while it's true that online schooling further enhances this experience, you're forgetting that the means for accessing it are not equally available to all students, as not all students can afford the technology. And this lack of access for whichever reason, be it economical or logistics deprives the student from benefiting from the course and this is a significant issue in remote and lower socioeconomic areas where internet accessibility is not universal or easily available so in such cases students have to either travel to cyber cafes in distant towns for attending their classes or risk missing out on their studies Besides, most of the teachers and facilitators currently aren't tech savvy. They are not properly trained in online methodologies or equipped with the required level of computer knowledge and skill to successfully deliver lessons. This hinders the learning process. Since you talked about lack of technical skills and knowledge, let me tell you that schools in some countries have taken active steps to involve teachers as well as students to make them familiar and comfortable with the whole idea of distance learning schools have assured parents that all their staff has gone through so many professional development programs in order to move towards a fully digital and paperless learning process
and as for the unavailability of um technological resources let me tell you what's been done in my country the uae has yet again set an impeccable example by introducing a novel initiative to provide wifi access to all the students in the country and according to this plan parents were contacted via their wards respective schools and were encouraged to contact the telecommunication companies in the UAE named Etisalat and Do if they require free data so as to facilitate remote learning for their ward in these difficult times so speaking for a broader sense of practicality instead of spending large sums of money on infrastructure to build schools how about we employ the existing technology to provide wifi on a budget to everyone and then ensure a simple gadget such as a laptop or a smartphone for each student now wouldn't you say that's a very cost effective method as eventually resources are shared among all resulting in wider access to education all right let's say schools were to provide students with the required gadgets and technology but the idea of virtual schooling still poses many problems first of all there's the issue of unavailability of internet range in rural and remote areas especially in a country like india which regularly faces electricity problems like you know just last night there was no electricity here for an hour and this is pune city i'm talking about can you imagine that then there's the issue of kindergartners and primary schoolers who are so easily distracted and prone to be bored you know it's difficult to have their attention when their teacher is behind a screen in addition to all this the biggest problem is too much screen time kids and us teenagers anyway spend majority of our time on our phones and laptops and virtual learning means an added 3 to 4 hours of screen time approx and this is highly problematic as it is bound to have significant repercussions on health Sakina you talked about the physical repercussions of online learning but let's not forget the mental consequences of traditional schooling and its rigorous routines throughout school life we students have to bear the brunt of deadlines and this affects our mental health this is proven to show that many students do not work to their full potential and succumb to the pressure Students have been exposed to increased risks of anxiety, depression, and even suicidal thoughts due to the compelling coercion to perform in school, which honestly has a very competitive environment. Also, let's be real. We have been asked to burn the midnight oil very often due to tight revision schedules, exam timetables and so on online classes however have the option to go for a more convenient asynchronous timetable 
This gives the learner a wider sense of liberty to learn at their own pace and hence lower pressure and stress related to studies. This flexible schedule is especially beneficial for those students who are involved in pursuing higher education along with the constant struggle of balancing work and family. Oh, come on! No pressure, no diamonds, right? Of course, schools require students to make timely submissions and meet deadlines. But there's also ample time given to complete set assignments. You know, we students have an inbuilt trait, procrastination. See, it's up to us to utilize the time well instead of leaving things to the last minute. We can't really blame schools for that. And you know, schools and educators have realized the stress and pressure that students feel inside and outside the classroom. And so, in more recent times, we have seen policies being revamped and relaxed. Besides these deadlines, routines, schedules, they bring about discipline in the student's life. You know, with the flexibility surrounding online classes, there is a lack of seriousness regarding studies. And it's also very easy to lose concentration and be distracted when there's an electronic device with an internet connection right in front of you. Also, home is not the most ideal environment to focus on studies as most students lack privacy and find it hard to concentrate in the comfort of their homes. I'm sure, Sakina, you will agree to this because undoubtedly, the biggest boon of online learning is its accessibility. Access to more universities as well as institutes is just one click away. Students are now able to choose their course and study at the comfort of their own house. Besides, e-learning has given us much-needed geographical mobility with special regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. Students need not go abroad and can study at their desired university with the help of distance learning. Due to its flexible nature, online classes can be scheduled according to the situation at home. Another plus point would be the efficiency of online classes as they are significantly cheaper in terms of tuition fees, along with no cost of uniforms, bus fees, no further issues of commute, conveniency of time, and so on. Uh, as captivating as the prospect sounds, it's not entirely viable. To begin with, not all courses and subjects can be taught virtually. Let's take, for example, science. Different sciences require practical demonstration and knowledge for complete understanding of the topic. And merely watching videos does not provide the same understanding of practical concepts. Besides, schools and universities equip students with the skills and give them the exposure that is needed for adult life. You know, when students take lessons individually online, they don't feel motivated to study or complete assignments because 
there is no one to challenge them or recognize their achievements. Things like effective assessment, uh, frequent feedback, result evaluation, they are key for inspiring motivation in learners. And uh, as for online classes being cheaper, the school and college fees fund experiments and research work that is extensively carried out in almost all universities by professors along with students. So online classes will thus be cutting off funding to important research work. Well, yeah, there's that. And with this compelling argument, we need to come to the end of our debate because this can go on and on. But before we conclude, we'd like to share some of our own thoughts on this topic. Oh, yes. So, Fatima, what are your views on the topic? Well, honestly, after analyzing the pros and cons of both traditional and online classes, I think it's safe to say that this is an issue of great consequence, which needs to be carefully examined by education ministries and authorities everywhere in order to create the most compatible model for students as well as teachers. Yes, I agree. It has become clear that direct instructor-learner interaction remains crucial to the learning process. They say teachers are our second parents as they are the ones who guide us and support us through our learning stages. You know, some homes may not provide a peaceful environment for the child to study in and an uncooperative environment definitely does not help in learning. So sometimes, schools are a safe haven for such children. And um, while some aspects of traditional classrooms like essential skills such as teamwork, leadership, cooperation, etc. may never be replaced by online classes and self-driven e-learning cannot substitute schools, Specific features of a traditional classroom rendered online would greatly and definitely enrich the learning process. So this may include like a combination of both traditional as well as online learning catering to the need of the hour and also incorporating technology in a very optimum way. This has led to the emergence of an actual type of learning called the blended delivery model. Hey, wait. I've never heard of that. Can you tell me a little about it? Okay, so basically it's a system wherein one class is divided into two batches. Batch 1 attends school while batch 2 is at home, both learning the same material at the same time. And then the next day, Batch 2 attends school while Batch 1 learns from home. So this sort of alternative method has yet to see implementation but it has been recognized in countries like the USA, UAE and also in Southeast Asia. Oh wow, that sounds like a great blend of online and traditional schooling. But surely, such a teaching method 
will require a collaborative effort by both the teachers and the students to make this model of learning a success. That's right. But see, I only supported online learning since I was never ever fond of the infamous rule, do not eat during class because I love my snacks. It actually makes my concentration so much better, you know. So, sitting cozy in PJs and getting to learn everything I wanted to and more, like, that's the ultimate dream. I am a strong supporter of traditional schooling. I honestly cannot fathom the idea of online learning. See, I'll be honest, okay? I was that annoying first bencher who would love to answer in class who would volunteer to read aloud during language periods and always, always be up for class discussions and group projects. So I really can't imagine sitting quietly in front of a screen for 40 minutes straight while my mind is reeling with thoughts that I'm itching to blurt out for everyone to hear. You know, for me personally, competition was a driving force. No, it was the driving force, because that's what motivated me to study and perform well. So really, for me, nothing compares to the school-classroom experience. Despite our conflicting views, in our collective opinion, we think that the blended delivery model is the best option and it must be implemented globally. And while this debate continues, one thing will always be the same, irrespective of traditional or online learning, and that is our wonderful ability to sneakily ask our friends for answers and then pretending to act like the most innocent one when the teacher looks at us. With that bold confession, we come to the end of today's episode of The Biggest Conundrum. What is your take on the topic? Let us know through our poll on Instagram and follow us while you're at it at Two Pupils in a Pod to never miss an update. For more details and our blog, you can visit our website www.twopupilsinapod.com. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again on the Education Empire as we talk about the impact COVID-19 has had on the education sector. Thank you, everyone. Keep supporting us. Stay home and stay safe. Signing off until next time are your hosts, Fatima and Sakina.